Welcome to Women Weekend, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma, in relationships, childhood, early life conditioning, to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I address on this show. On today's Divine Feminine solo episode, I am offering you all a Tarot 101 course. I'm giving you the overview, the breakdown, the ins and outs of tarot cards, tarot readings. Where did they come from? How long has tarot been around? What is tarot? What is the deck made up of? What do different cards mean? So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode. And today I am offering a Tarot 101, Intro to Tarot course, class, video. I'm going to keep it fairly short. I feel like I always say that, but I'm going to try. What I want to offer is an overview. As all of you know, many of you know, I am a tarot reader. I use tarot cards, oracle cards. I offer for anyone who finds me on Instagram, if you follow me and then DM me, I will pull some cards for you. I I reference tarot in a lot of my episodes, be it guest or identify and heal or in the divine feminine ones. And I also always pull tarot or oracle, oracle cards for my divine feminine episodes. So what I want to do is offer to those who have no clue really about what tarot is, because I noticed that a lot of people that I read for, when I ask, do you know much about tarot cards? They'll say, um, I've I've seen them. I've heard of them. I don't know about them. So I'm going to give you a quick intro on a bit of the history of tarot and then kind of break down the deck, how it works and sort of the meanings of the different suits and cards that are in the deck. And how they can be used, and what the experience of working with tarot cards is like. So to get started, when did tarot cards first come into being? When were they first referenced in history? So the first reference to ever using or having tarot cards in society was back in the 1450s. And this was back in Italy. And they were actually created as a sort of a a, deck like a deck of cards for fun. They were a game. They even came with instructions about how you're supposed to play with them. And then in 1783 is when the first record of them being used for divination. So what does divination mean? Divination is anything that refers to connection or communion with the divine. So you're you're divining or divination is when you are using things as a tool to connect with and experience a channel, a message from the divine. So we can think of divination as, I mean, even prayer can be a divination. You're speaking to, and then you listen. Of course, tarot, oracle cards, there's all different types of tools that you can use. There's also pendulums and there's something called dowsing rods. If you've ever heard those, those 
more work more specifically with energy and more yes, no questions with dousing rods. There are these two rods that you hold and you could ask it to indicate what a yes is, what a no is, and it will change positions to indicate that. And then you can ask questions about like a yes or no question. Tarot is not so much yes or no. Tarot is more about themes, concepts, ideas. The beautiful thing about tarot is it's much more uh, open to interpretation in terms of it's a lot about the reader or the receiver of the reading to see what they're feeling, what comes up for them with these cards. So that's what divination is. That was first acknowledged in 1783 that these cards were being used for this purpose. And then the first record of what we know as the current tarot deck, I don't know, I didn't see anything about the decks that we use today being the ones they used all the way back in 1440. I think they just heard reference to them. I don't think there's an actual record of those cards. If you know differently, please leave me a comment, send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to know. But I do know that in 1909, that's when the Rider Waite deck, which I have right here, my little mini deck, my little pocket deck that I keep in my purse so I can always have a tarot deck handy because you just never know when you might have a tarot emergency. It happens. Uh, these first came about in uh, 1909. So that's when this first tarot deck, the tarot that we know, was created. And what is this deck? The tarot deck. Here's the thing about it. Let me distinguish between people often ask, what are oracle cards versus tarot cards? Thank you for asking. It's 333 right now, by the way. The guides, the angels are with us for this video. <laughs> They're like, yeah, tell them about this. This is great. Tell them, tell them how they can talk to us and connect with us. Okay, so a tarot deck is made up of 78 cards. And those 78 cards do not change. They do not waver between the original deck and a totally different deck. Oracle cards can be anything you want them to be. They're literally just divination tools where people have chosen a theme for their deck and each card has a different symbol, meaning, phrase, illustration, whatever it might be. And with that, it usually has a booklet and will tell you what that particular oracle card means, right? They have moonology cards, they have crystal cards, they have nature cards, but then, you know, they can have literally anything you want. Tarot decks are also, there are thousands and thousands of variations, right? You can have unicorn tarot, you can have any, literally any type, you could have Star Wars tarot, you can have flower tarots. You can have David Bowie's Starman Tarot. That's a fabulous deck. So you get the idea. You can go wherever you want with it. However, no deck ever strays from these established 78 cards. So what are these 78 cards? So these 78 cards, this tarot deck is broken up into what we call the major arcana and the minor arcana cards. The major arcanas are 22 cards. They start with a zero. The zero card is the fool. Major arcanas are the bigger, more stronger, powerful energies. They are the cards that represent bigger, stronger events, stronger personality traits, experiences, emotions, stronger archetypes. So when you get a major arcana, let's say you get like, you know, five major arcanas in a 10 card spread. You're like, oh, wow, you got 50% major arcanas. Continue, considering there's only 22 versus the 56 minor arcanas, which we'll get to, it's, it's symbolic. It's meaning I always take it when I get a lot of major arcanas, it means it's a, it's a stronger time in life. It means we're not having like sort of just little 
you know, bumps in the road and experiences where we're like, oh, wow, this is when like, you know, you get a new job or you meet someone important or you're having like a big life event. So major arcanas are powerful. The zero card is the fool. The rest of them are all different themes, different concepts. Like they have the lovers, which of course we think of as a divine union or partnership. However, originally the lovers card was created as a fork in the road. So it's making a decision and they use the lovers because it's like, do I want this lover or that lover? Like that kind of decision. Of course, it was a male trying to decide between two females, but that's another thing. And so these different themes come through in the major arcanas. They also have the devil card, which is a powerful card that's about like addiction and bondage. And then they have the tower, which indicates like sudden shocking change. So you get the idea. It's like big different life events in those 22 cards. (laughs) Getting back to the fool, the fool is the zero card. The really neat thing about tarot is that it's literally the game of life. The fool is the idea of someone you're walking out onto that path. You're stepping into this experience of life and you're like, all right, let's do this. The fool is beautiful because he's kind of innocent and oblivious in this deck. Oh, I wish I could find him, but it would take a minute. Oh, we have the sun at the bottom of this one right now. Isn't that beautiful? Speaking of major arcanas, this is considered by many people to be the happiest card in the deck. Look at that happy guy on his horse. He's like, yeah, it's sunshiny. There's flowers. I'm making on a horse. This is a gorgeous life. (laughs) And oh, and then right below that, we have the tower, which I was mentioning. See how those people are getting the tower. The top of the tower has been blown off and these people are getting thrown out. That's it's a time in life where the phrase the universe doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. That's the tower. When you're like, no, it's fine. I'll just stay in this job that I hate. And the universe is like, Are you going to make me do this? Bam. And a big thing comes in and you have to leave your job or you get fired or something happens because you weren't going to do it yourself. I was going to try to find the fool, but he's just like this happy guy, happy go lucky. Here's the lovers for those. Oh, I know. Sorry. I know a lot of people are listening to this and not watching it. This is for those who are watching. You can see these cards and the lover. The interesting thing about the lover is it depicts two people with a beautiful angel and the sun and they're holding hands. And the devil is the same exact setup, but it's with a, I think it's Bothama, the, um, the goat God is behind them. And he has these two people in chains, which is an interesting take on the similarities between, you know, love and, you know, I don't want to say evil, but I break it down to conditional versus unconditional. The lovers is unconditional love and regard for someone. The devil is conditional circumstances that keep you bound. Okay, so the fool is stepping out and he is considered the player of the game of life in the deck of tarot. When you're in fool energy, you're making a totally new start. And it's that energy of, you know what? I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm stepping out into this path because I know that something better waits on the other side of this. The first tarot deck I ever had showed the fool was this guy stepping out onto a rainbow bridge. It was literally a bridge that was made of a rainbow. How cool is that? But it's just that idea of, and he was leaving behind this barren wasteland and headed over this bridge. And it's like, you know, I don't care if I don't know what's coming. I don't care if it might not work out, but it's, there's gotta be something better than this. And I trust in my dreams and I trust in this rainbow bridge to this bright potential. I'm going to go for it. So that's the fool. The fool sets out on the journey of the tarot and there are twists and there are turns and it's not a straight path, right? It's not like he walks through the other 21 major arcanas and then down to the suits, the minor arcanas, which I will get to. 
it's just like when you pull cards for someone, you know, you get the fool, but then you could get everything out of sequence. It's not in order. You just see what comes up for you in your reading. That's why readings are fascinating. It's pulling from your energy. There are lots of different theories. Some people say, again, it's a divination. So people say, oh, it's your spirit guides. It's source. It's your higher self. It's your wisdom. Any of these things, it's your future self. The only thing that ever matters is what you think. If you're curious about it, try out a deck of cards, play with them, see what you get. There are people who believe that it's sinister energy, that you shouldn't mess with it. I've had a lot of people tell me like, um, I hope you know what you're doing because you're bringing, you're opening the door for these forces. That's not the belief I hold. That's not where it sits with me in my heart or in my knowing. And so I've never given that a second thought. I believe that it's pure intention, pure wisdom, that it's pure love that comes th through in these readings for your highest good always. And that's what I've always seen when I've done readings. So I trust it. Okay. So those are the major arcanas. You got the fool in there. They're playing the game of life. So the major arcanas are the big archetypes, the big life experiences, the big themes. Then there's the minor arcanas, which there are 56 cards. The minor arcanas are just like a standard deck of playing cards. They're broken up into four suits. Those four suits are based on different life experiences, emotions, creative energy, life and home, and then deliberate action. Different things that you experience, again, from your day-to-day -day life. That's why it's a part of the game of life. They also, the four suits, can be represented by the four elements. Earth, air, water, fire. So now I'll finally go ahead and tell you what they are. Earth, the pentacles, sometimes referred to as the coins, or the uh, there's coins, there's pentacles, there's stones in certain decks. It represents material life, right? So the pentacles is all about the found the foundation of your life in this, you know, physical physical world. So it's about your family, your home, your work, your livelihood, um, your finances, abundance, right? So it, that's the type of stuff that's going to come up. Let's say you've started a new job or you've started really working at a craft or started going back to school. Those are all pentacle things. They're things that you do in this world to contribute to your personal growth and path of physicality, more material things, right? Then this, and that's the earth, right? So that represents earth element. Then there's water, which is represented by the cups. And the suit of cups is all about your emotions. This is the card that is, you know, your greatest joys, your greatest loves, your greatest heartbreak, you know, your greatest turmoil, your greatest challenges, your greatest fears, all of that. That's within the cup, the suit of cups, which is represented by water. Then there's the suit of wands, also known as spears, sometimes rods. But what the wands are is the fire. So this is the suit of this divine spark of creativity, that innovation, inspiration, again, creative energy. The wands are the things that come up when you've decided that you want to start something new, that you want to start a, a musical instrument, that you want to start a book and you've realized the topic, that you want to study something really hard because you're really interested. It's something that gets you fired up, right? It's when you start to realize like, I'm going to start wielding this magic wand, this spear, whatever you want to call it. And I want to start creating. I'm going to get into that creative space. 
And then the final suit is air, which is swords, the suit of swords. And swords, just like air, is very cerebral in your mind. It's when you are taking deliberate action towards something. You're being logical, right? Create Creative fire energy, is it is like big and it's powerful, but it's not so much precision in terms of taking precise steps. The sword is the one that's like, okay, so you want to start this business. Well, you're going to have to call this person and you're going to have to get a lease on this place. You're going to have to get a loan out. It's the one that's actually taking the deliberate steps. It can also be being in your place of power where you're deciding not to take bullshit anymore and is sort of what the swords are, right? Like you're cutting through stuff. All of these suits have both what we would call positive and negative. A lot of people say, and I agree, there's no bad card in the deck. There's just... It just illustrates all the experiences of life, right? Which life has high highs and low lows and everything in between. So for example, in the sword suit, they have the nine of swords, which is like just mental anguish. It In the typical deck, it's um, somebody sitting up in bed, just like grabbing their head and there's nine swords above them. And it just shows that it's like this mental anguish because again, the swords is about air, is mental and then there's also the three of swords, which is about heartbreak. It's like three swords right through your heart where you've had a major loss and you're grieving, right? And the same can be said for every suit. There's positive and negatives, but they're all different and subtle. I'm not going to go through every card. If people are into this, I could like have different episodes where I break down each suit, do like a grouping of different major arcanas. So if you're interested in, interested in that, please let me know in the comments or find me on Instagram because I could talk about terror all day. I just love it. And also just a little side note, I came into tarot totally accidentally, you know, not to uh, to my own horn, but uh, I didn't choose tarot, tarot chose me. I had a friend who I'd met around this time and we hung out a few times before she shared that she did tarot and I was kind of nervous about it. I was like, no, it's okay. But then she was like, if, you know, it's actually not anything scary. It's really just like pulling in energies and might offer some guidance And she did a reading for me and I loved it. And lo and behold, a few months later, I went to a New Year's party. Of course, it was from 2019 to 2020 because this is the decade when everything is popping off, when your innate gifts, when your spiritual awakening is going to be quickened because this is a big time and it's just going to get bigger into further into this decade and the next and the next and the next. Like, just you wait. Our world is changing. Anyways, I know, but that's how I found tarot. I was at a party and this girl was a new year's party. And she said, who wants a reading? And I said, I do. And she did a reading for me. And then she looked at me and she said, this deck doesn't belong to me anymore. This is yours. And she handed it to me and I took it and it really felt like an initiation that I've never experienced where I thought, Oh my goodness, I'm meant to work with these. And it kind of, I was a little bit nervous, but I totally embraced it. And of course then pandemic hit and I had a lot of time on my hands and I studied those cards every single day. I personally think they're beautiful. Okay, so that breaks down the four suits. So as I said, they each represent different facets of our life experience, different facets of ourselves. So that sort of explains, in a brief nutshell, the tarot deck, where tarot came from. How can tarot be used as divination, as tools for guidance? I am a mental health therapist. That's my profession. And I will often bring them into session. If people are curious and open to it, let's say I have a a client who is trying to decide whether they take a job or not. And I can say, do you want to pull a card? And based on the card that we pull, it can offer a little bit of insight. And the great thing about tarot is it really isn't a yes or no, or like a faded, you know, oracle of like, here's your future. 
it really is up for interpretation where you can say, you know, this is what I'm getting from this. Tarot is also intuitive. So all readers will say that they are intuitive readers. They're not just going to look at a book and say, well, this is the page of cups and here's what it means. Oh, that's something I left out. I'll get to that in a second, the, how each suit breaks down. We'll do that and then we'll wrap up. But all readers are intuitive. They're going to, something's going to come to them. It's their guidance. It's you're pulling in the energy of the, the current, I believe is what that we call the person you're reading for the current, like they have an inquiry. Okay. Then to wrap this up, I did need to share, how do the four suits break down? Well, they are similar again to a deck of cards. Let's take the cups, for example, just like a deck of cards, they have an ACE. Each suit has an ACE, a two through 10 card, and then court cards. In the tarot, the court cards are the page, the knight, the queen, and the king. So to go back to the beginning, let's say we're in the suit of the cups. Again, each suit has the same sequence, right? Ace, two through 10, queen, or page, knight, queen, king. The ace is, to, it's all about a new beginning. It's the energy of potential. I always equate it to like a cauldron where you're stirring the essence of that suit. So let's say you have the ace of cups. It's like this big boiling pot of potential for new love, new love romantically, new endeavors that you love new works of your heart. Like it's just this, oh wow, something big is brewing. That's what I think of the ace cards. Then two through 10, each each number cards, I won't go into it this time, but they all are fairly similar. Like all twos, all fours, all eights, what have you are fairly similar themes. Not necessarily. They are a bit different in each suit, but there's a two through 10 card. And then the page in the court cards is to me is a messenger. It's like very childlike, young energy. When you think of a page, they are apprentice, right? They're apprentice to the king. They will be king someday. So this is somebody that has the wisdom and knowledge, but in a very early stage, right? As a very novice beginner. So they, it's like this little, I always think of the page as offering like this little seed of something. Like the page can come along as like a new opportunity for a new home. Just a little, like maybe you got an email from Zillow or like you drove past, past a place in the street, or you just got an inheritance and you're like, I have this money. Like that's like the page where it's like, here's this little thing. What are you going to do with it? Here's this little gift. Pages always are kind of bringing a messenger or a gift or some little token of that suit. Then you have the night and night is movement. Night is when you're actually moving forward with something in the process. You're gaining that courage because when you think of a page versus a knight, a knight is more than a servant to the king. He's working with the king, right? He's out there in battle. So the knight is when you get a little, you know, courageous, you get some of that grit and you're like, I'm going to go for this. Um, I always think of it as the page has this offering and he almost gives it to the knight and then the knight takes it to be the, to, to give it, bring it to where it's meant to be, which I would say, like, I picture him taking it to the queen. Cause then we have the queen, the queen energy to me, again, everybody has different interpretations. I'm just giving mine, but in general, the, the queen is when you're in this energy of, I would say it's like you're orchestrating and creating that, which you wish to have an experience. And it's also, you're really tapping in. It's beautiful that it's feminine because you're tapping into your essence and your aura and you're letting it be seen. With each queen, she is fully in the energy of that suit. She has orchestrated it. She has worked with it. She has mastered it. And now she's with it. She is operating within it. It's become almost like her um, superpower is to work with that. 
So she's creating, we could basically say she's creating the kingdom. She's doing everything needed to create it. And then I, the king, I always think of is it's been created, it's been established, and he rules over it. He oversees this kingdom that has been made. He calls the shots. He tends to his people. He is noble. He is all of those things. And each, again, with each suit is different. So like, just to give brief examples, with the wands, if you think of the king of wands, he is the entrepreneur. He's the innovator. He's the one that's like created a whole new corporation is now a billionaire and is working to inspire and lead the people and help the people and offer things to the people. Whereas the king of swords is much more about being very decisive and action oriented and focused on a broader thing, right? On overseeing this kingdom and ruling with nobility and honesty and just holding down, making sure that things work at a base level. Whereas the the King of Wands might be a little bit all over the place. Like one day he's talking about, you know, this new um, division in the, in the business. And then the next day he's talking about something else. He's all over, but the King of Swords is more steady, tried and true, that mental air energy. Okay, everybody. I know that was a lot, maybe a bit all over the place, but hopefully you, for those who didn't know about tarot, you learned a little more. And for those who already knew it, I hope it's helpful and informative. I am going to go ahead and close by pulling. Ooh, and look who this is. I just, the devil just came out. The devil card is very similar to the lovers. Just the difference is uh, it's chains instead of freedom, which is a big difference, right? A little thing can make a big difference. Okay, so from this Rider Waite deck, the OG from 1909. Can you believe that? Back in 1909, they didn't have much to do, but they were playing with tarot. They were getting into it. All right. So let's see what card wants to come out for the highest good and greatest guidance for everyone listening whenever you find this reading. What wants to come out? I'm just going to go ahead and pull one. Ooh, we have a major arcana as I spoke to. And now you get to learn about the hanged man. This is card 12 of the major arcana. Again, the major arcana, there are 22, but because the fool is zero, you go from zero and then one to 21. And this is number 12, the hangman. So the hangman is all about surrendering. The hangman is about releasing and surrendering to receive, to receive new knowledge, new wisdom. The This card depicts a man hanging upside down, not very comfortable, like from this like tree branch. And he's just hanging there, and but his light, his head is lit up like a light bulb. It's surrounded, almost looks like a sun behind his head. And it's to indicate that because he's surrendered, because he's taking this pause, when you get the hangman, it often means that there might be a lull or a pause in your life from big change, from big developments, maybe from you know romance or work evolvements, changes. But it's bringing in new wisdom so that when you turn back upright, you're thinking differently. You're doing what you need to do so that you can move in to that next phase. But it really highlights that importance, which is actually my mantra right now, which is surrender to receive. Surrender and trust that things are going to work out for you if you just let it, give it to the universe. That's basically what he's doing. He's saying, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'm just going to chill out upside down here like a bat <laughs> and hang out until... I get clarity. And instead of trying to force it and overthink it, he really is like letting go of his thoughts until all of a sudden something's just going to come to him without even trying. So I hope that message resonates with you all. Cause again, I know that that's my mantra now at this point in my life, after being very 
deliberate and feeling like I needed to make everything happen, I'm saying, you know what? I'm just going to follow your guidance. I'm going to surrender. Whatever goes, goes. Whatever comes in, comes in. And I'll trust love to take care of the rest. Have faith in that. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful. I hope you enjoyed. Have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.